You're listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Come on, we serve a powerful God. Amen? We serve a powerful God. Just the name of Jesus is power. Just speaking his name brings power. I'm so excited for what we have going on tonight. If it is your first time here, welcome to the wild. I am excited you're here. Uh, If I didn't meet you out there, my name is Connor. I'm the youth pastor here. Thank you for coming. I would love to meet you if I haven't met you already. Find me out there after service. I'd love to chat. But you are meeting us in our last week of ghost stories. Yes. So this is our last week because next week we have what? The carnival. Yes, we have our annual carnival next week. Are you guys excited for that? Tavita's excited. I'm glad. I hope you guys are excited. You can find your seats. Um, raise your hand if you, if you know what celebrity you're going to dress up as. Okay. Not enough of you. <laughs> Think about what celebrity you are going to dress up as. I know who I'm going to be. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you, but it's good. I'm excited. Okay, so last week, Ian and I were on vacation. Yes, it was awesome. It was so good. It was so good to be on vacation. So I just want to say a big thank you to all of the leaders that were here to help run everything while we were gone. Can you give your leaders a big hand clap? Come on. They're awesome. Yeah. They're so awesome, and I am super thankful and blessed to have a team of people that can just run everything while we're gone, and we don't have to worry about it. So thank you for doing that. And I also heard that Pastor Beth preached an amazing word, right, about Holy Spirit power. And so we will consider her message, Holy Spirit power part one, because tonight we have Holy Spirit power part two. So... Go ahead and grab your Bible if you've got it. Stand back up as we read our scripture. We will be in Mark chapter 1. So if you go flip to the New Testament, it's Matthew, Mark. Second book in the New Testament in chapter 1 starting in verse 9. It says, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are a present God. I thank you that you are near to us, that you are here now even as we're talking, as we're praying, God, your, your spirit is already here. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would open our eyes tonight, that we would um, go deeper in our relationship with you, and we would see what can happen when we say yes to you. So we thank you for that, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and high-five your neighbor as you take your seats. That was some weak high-fives. <laughs> I heard like four, and they were bad. If you want to give someone a high five, 
Give Jaden a high five. Jaden, where are you at? Oh, there he is. I will say this about Jaden's high fives, though. He just holds his hand, and you have to go with the full 100%. So if you don't have a good high five, it's going to be terrible. Right, Jaden? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, so why are we spending two weeks talking about the power of the Holy Ghost? Right, because we have, we have a whole series, and there are so many things we could talk about. Right, if you think back to the first week, we did like a flyby of the fruits of the Spirit, right? We could spend like a week on every fruit of the Spirit. I mean, there's so much that we could talk about. But the reason we're spending two weeks talking about the power is because I believe without the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are an ineffective Christian. Yeah, whoa, right? We're getting real, real fast. Are you saved? Yes. If you've invited Jesus into your life, you've accepted that salvation, you are still saved. But if you don't have the baptism of the Spirit, are you effective? I would argue no. So if you are fine, if you're comfy in your state of salvation, right, you're not going to hell, you know where you're going, but you're also not experiencing the fullness that Jesus wants you to experience, then go ahead and just tune out. Go ahead and tune out if you're okay with that. You're like, I've got my ticket out of hell. I'm good. But it is my hope that if that's where you're at tonight, you would at least listen and question if there's maybe something missing in your life. I want you all to look at me. I love you. Okay? Thank you. I still love you. But it was my feel that the Holy Spirit was telling me that it's time for some of you to take your Christian life more seriously. That it's time for some of you to dig deeper, right? It's time to dig deeper. And I, I would actually argue that all of us can dig deeper. I'm not just talking about you students. I'm talking about you leaders, you pastors. Like, we can all dig deeper. We're not going to reach the finish line here on earth. There is more to experience. But the difference is that some of us are up here digging like this at the surface, and some of us are digging 10 feet down, right? We're at different places. But for some of you, that digging deeper tonight is receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with it the power that he gives you. So we'll get there. But Connor, are you saying that if if I'm saved but haven't received baptism in the Spirit, that I don't have the Spirit? No. It's tricky, okay? No, that's not what I'm saying. You have the Spirit. When you receive salvation, you have the Spirit who is guiding you, who is speaking truth to you. But you do not have the fullness of the Spirit until you have been baptized in the Spirit. You don't have the power given by the Spirit until you receive that. So let me show you what I mean. Okay, we're going to do a little illustration. If you see 
all of this stuff going on up here. So I asked God into my life, and I've received salvation. This is, this is you. You when you receive salvation. So I have the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit tells me that I need to drill this screw into this board, okay? Bear with me. Nothing, not, oh, twist it. Yeah, 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 twist it. I mean, eventually I could probably get there if I did that, right? Maybe, maybe. I can't do it, right? Without this, the source of power, I can't do it. Without the battery, I can't do it. And so the same is true with the Spirit. We hear the Spirit say, you can't do what I'm asking without my power. You can't do what I'm asking without my fullness. And so we ask to be baptized in the Spirit. We ask to receive that baptism, right? So now, this is what happens. Oh. Right? Now, we have the power. So you hear the Spirit say to you, try again. Try again. If, if I keep going, I'm going to hit the table, and then I'm going to be in big trouble. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Okay, but it worked, right? This time, we got the screw into the board. Thank you. Thank you. Using power drills, it's great. So the question, though, is, did I do that? Not by myself, right? Because you saw what happened when I tried to do it without the power. It didn't work. No, because the battery is what gave power to the drill in order to screw it into the board. And the same is true with the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what are those? Things like healings, right? Prophetic words, signs and wonders, speaking in tongues, words of knowledge, casting out demons. We can't do those things without the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit, he is the one giving the power, and he is the one doing the work. We are just saying yes and allowing him to use us. But so where do we see this in Scripture? Right? This is a question you should always be asking yourself. No matter what sermon you're listening to, what podcast you're listening to, what friend, what parent, you should always be asking the question, where do I find this in Scripture? What does the Bible say? So we see this in the baptism of Jesus. That's the story that we read at the start. See that Jesus, he's water baptized, right? So that's what we usually think of when we talk about baptism. That's where you're going under the water, you're coming back up. That's what's happening November 12th and 13th. If you haven't been water baptized, do it. If you don't sign up, you can still show up and do it, okay? We have clothes for you. So, Jesus is water baptized, but then something else happens, right? Let's read it again. It says, when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. See, in John's gospel, 
It's just another version of what's happening. It's John's account of Jesus' baptism. He says that he saw the Spirit descend and remain on Jesus. See, this was no longer just a visit of the Spirit, but this was a remaining, an abiding, a dwelling. See, from this moment, the Holy Spirit dwelled with and in Jesus. It's only after this indwelling from the Spirit that Jesus starts his ministry. He doesn't start teaching. He doesn't start healing until he has had the Holy Spirit descend on him. The miracles, the healings, the resurrections, the expelling of demons done by Jesus happened after this moment with the Spirit. And it's only after this moment that we actually see the Spirit leading Jesus. See, the last verse that we read says, the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. We see that he is being led by the Spirit. So what does this mean for us? Let's, I'm going to read this, this story from Acts 19. It says, It happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. You guys, there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. You can have the head knowledge. You can know about someone without having relationship with someone, right? There's a difference between an unbeliever looking at you and seeing that, well, yeah, you're a little more kind than the normal person, or you're a little more patient than the normal person, and a believer looking at you and saying, yeah, I just, I don't see the evidence of the power of the Spirit in you. See, there's a difference between being kind to an unbeliever and providing an opportunity for them to encounter God through you. That's what requires the Holy Spirit. So why did Paul ask them if they had received the Holy Spirit, right? Because it says that they were disciples. So what does that mean? That means that they had salvation. They were following Jesus. They were disciples. But scholars believe that Paul must have asked that question because he could look at them and see that there was no evidence of the Holy Spirit in them. So as we break for small groups tonight, the question that I pose to you is this. Would Paul look at you and question if you've received the Spirit? Would Paul look at you and question whether or not you have received the power of the Holy Spirit. So go ahead and break up into your small groups. If you don't have a small group yet, this is your first time, come down to the front and I will help you find a small group. 
Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go to myeternity.com slash wild. Or you can join us in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 to 8.30 at Eternity. Yeah.